Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever miss a week. Doing it. You know what's so funny is... Right now, I was doing something for the show, actually. It's something related to the show, but I was doing it right now. And I just said that, like, with what I usually say without even thinking I was doing something else. But remember, like, a few weeks ago, I was trying to think of what to say, and I couldn't remember what it was? And I just did it, like, by rote memory right now. It's so bizarre. Anyway, Muscle memory, yeah. Yeah, Muscle memory. What's up with you? Well, before we do that, I want to talk about this right here at the top of the show. You know what I'm going to talk about right now. No, you don't. I'm I'm talking to myself. Here's the deal. Over on the Patreon side of my, uh, I don't know how we, Mike Lawson, we started this show over six years ago. Did yeah. we ever think six years later we would each have our own individual Patreon account? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, over on my Patreon, um, a lot of the people who subscribe to my Patreon have been, I, Mike, I'm telling you, in fact, to the point where Lori Roggenkamp who I, I see in the chat room today, so beware as you can start doing the Lori Roggenkamp show in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Lori Roggenkamp has made fun of me about this, but people have been telling me for a while now that they want to buy merch from a number of my shows, right? Oh, and right. Like, and yeah. I'm like, who the fuck would ever want to buy merch? You know, this is the one thing where I will say, uh, you know, Daniel Brewer, former... Uh, uh, we still always will be the co-founder of Pride 48, but uh, former, I, you know, head of Pride 48. I, I don't know him. Yeah. Well, he used to run this organization called Pride 48. And um, he he felt the same way, too. And I think this is I, maybe it's still a lingering effect where I'm like, uh-huh. who would ever want my fucking merch from a podcast, right? Sure. So, because uh, I, I, I don't ever, do you ever buy merch from podcasts? Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah, maybe. maybe I have maybe. like a. I have a game night guy's pin hanging on my desk uh-huh. at work. Oh, and did people? Did I think people I just buy was giving or, that. Though. Oh, you were giving those away. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it, right? But people said they're willing. So, uh, I think we talked about this in the show about sticker mule. Did we talk about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I, I, I had a promotion. So I'm like, you know what? I'll throw a few bones and see what happens. And the stickers arrived. And people, I, I did a test. And people are like, yes, I want these stickers. Right? Cool. They're so are they excited. like die cut or are they like rectangles? Both. Okay. Both. Because they, they, they ran two specials that week and I, I, and I, took, uh, I, I took advantage of both specials. Right? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I got a die cut one for Hello Uglies and a rectangle one for Drag Race Recap. Right? Great. Got them. People are excited. But when you know what's so funny? When they were responding, some people were like, well, where's the catchy nut merch? <laughs> and even because i could see like drag race has its own bit of fans you know so does hello ugly but I was like why would anyone want catching up merch well it happened to be mike lawson i'm telling everyone right now sticker mule was running a special on coasters okay so i got some catching up posters made uh, coasters catching up coasters made and they should be arriving early next week 
Uh, we'll talk later, and, and everyone listening, be prepared. We're going to tell you about these coasters. There's only a limit. I only bought a, a small number. Um, so you get a coaster with catching up on it. Yeah. I guess people <laughs> want that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't get it, but I you know whatever. I'm, hey. I'm even thinking like, do I even do I even want one for myself? Maybe. And I paid for them. Do you listen want to one? this, Joey? Speaking of Patreon, yeah. Um, I am. I mean, my story kind of has to do with my Patreon. It's not really a story, but I wanted to get your opinion because my uh-huh. life is kind of boring right now, uh-huh. and this is all I got. Um, I. I'm doing my third issue of my zine, which I am selling on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. Mike Lawson. Ding. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want that? But, I can do that for you. Go ahead. You want, you want that? <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> You're going to do it. But here's the thing. Thank you. Mr. Mike Lawson is my Patreon name. And I'm so I'm working on the third issue. And um, I started to sort of get into um, the way I'm doing it is I'm doing kind of like chapter of my life so to speak so i'm gonna try to do it chronologically so i'll never tell a story that is kind of before the last story i just told does that wait, make sense wait, wait wait hold on for a second let me give you a real world example instead yeah. of speaking kind of in that category so chapter uh the issue one was about my uh sixth birthday party oh, okay so from the past okay yeah issue two was about um the summer in between middle school and high school Mm-hmm. So basically, I won't tell any stories kind of before that time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a challenge. And so the next one I'm telling, and I'm curious if you have any input on this, is actually about um, John, my very first boyfriend, who I met you when I was kind of like getting over him. Yeah, you were getting over him, yeah. But he, here's the thing. He has no Facebook anymore, I don't think. Were you ever Facebook friends with him? I, I, I No, because... I'll be honest with you, Mike. This is where you're kind of having technological amnesia. No, not. I kind of know you catfished him. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. Uh, I think maybe the era that you had him, that there was barely Friendster. No, no, no. You're right. You are. De- you are dead right. That I don't. I don't. So I don't know if I ever made the transition with him over to Facebook. I see. I I feel like I was his Facebook friend at one oh. time. But he also went through that weird like name change thing. Do you remember that? Where he was like, no. <laughs> he changed his last name to like Rodriguez. Oh wait, this? yes, 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 yes. In fact, he yes, felt like a basic white dude, mm-hmm. Why super did he basic do that? white dude. I like self hate. I really think it was kind of and I've I've actually have a couple of other other friends that have done something similar where it's like shedding their family history by changing their name almost. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some of that going on. Um but I found a couple of old photos of him cuz I'm going to draw I'm going to draw him a little bit for okay. this thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't have a lot I would wish I had a Facebook of his so I could like you know, cyberstalk him a little more. And Honestly, more. you could just do a basic white guy and it would look very close to him. Yeah. Except for the hat. Remember he yeah, always wore... Like yeah, because he was balding. Yeah, he had a really bad hairline. So clearly he's bald now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like b- when we connected on Facebook in our early 20s, it was like he was practically... He wasn't just balding, Joey. He was like blonde. Remember? So like the hair he did have, it was very like Prince whatever the the older prince name is 
Oh, like it well, just yeah. was real rough. Like even the hair he had made him look kind of bald, you know. Mm-hmm. And he refused to just like go go super bald. Like just shave it and like yeah, just shave it. Just shave lean it. Lean in. Yeah, lean in. But he would wear a hat all the time. Um, so that's my life. Is I'm drawing that. That's actually when we're done with this, I'm turning off all my social media and I'm just doing that for the rest of the day. Oh wow! So hmm. He used to work for this company called Drapers and Damon. Maybe old lady clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's funny when you said that, I was thinking it was the ad agency from Mad Men. Yeah. Was- <laughs> well, because Don Draper was the name of the character. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, he was an interesting one. I wonder what he's up to now. Well, what's so funny about him was he would be very candid with you in a very nonchalant way. And so, like, for instance, another weird fact is that he and I have slept with the same person, Mike Lawson. No, he, he and I slept with the same person. <laughs> if, you, if you guys remember in, in, see, in episodes past, the story about the firefighter that wanted me to rape him. Right. A bunch of people that I know have slept with that firefighter. He has, right? And then um, remember my friend Jonathan who died? His friend Chris, he also slept with the, fire, with the firefighter, too. And um, But I remember when uh, I... Uh, I actually talked to John about sleeping with the firefighter, and he was like, "Do you remember this? Like, they had met on like Grinder or something like that." And Not Grinder, like Gay dot com. Oh yeah, it must be AOL. Yeah, a long time yeah, ago. You're right. Like, was, they left wait. online. They met online. I guess everything to Grinder. I had now. I had technology, technological amnesia. Yeah. But um, they met on some. They met online, and when John showed up, uh, th- this guy was like, "Oh." Ooh. Ew. He's like, but then, but but then, and, and John, John's telling me this. He was like, yeah, and then he was just like, I'm kind of disappointed. Like, you kind of looked, uh, I guess I expected something different for your pictures. And then he was like, well, you're here. Let's just have sex. And then I guess it was just like really bad sex because I never heard of him again. <laughs> and he would just tell you this, the stories like this, like so nonchalantly, which in a weird kind of way, I kind of admire. <clears throat> yeah. He had no, he, he just accepted it. He's like, yeah, well, whatever. I fucked him, you know? And so <laughs> he was very aloof. But he also, um, he also would have this weird hang up about uh, orgasming when he was sick. Did I ever tell you this? No. He, <laughs> if he felt any symptoms like a cold coming on or anything, mm-hmm. he refused to orgasm because he's, <laughs> he said that it, he put too much energy into his like orgasms that it would allow his immune system to relax. And then he would get real sick, mm-hmm. extra sick. <laughs> the he end. Was a, yeah. This is going to be a good uh, issue for you. And for the record, Jonathan didn't die. He's just kind of dead to you is there's. Oh, I wouldn't say I would. Oh, oh, are they? I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say he's dead to me. It's just more like, cause it, you know, what's so funny is this is actually going to come up. Let me say for the record, I was my just friend Jonathan. That he's not yeah, dead. my friend Jonathan is not physically dead, but my my emotion to that is tied to my second story. Okay, so we'll go in detail there. So, uh, what else is up? What's up with you? Have you told me anything yet? No, let me. T- <laughs> I can tell you that catching up coasters are going to be on sale at Afterthought Dot Media uh, probably by the end of the week. Great. I already set up the Squarespace account. I just need to get the actual coasters so I can put a picture of them on the website anyway 
So, um, last, you know, I record on Fridays. Let me just tell you this. Let's say, for instance, I have to, my, my family's like, oh, you know what? Uh, my mom, we're not, let's just have, let's go get something for like fast food for dinner. And this doesn't happen often, but let's say they do. <clears throat> and let's say they want to go to In-N-Out, right? Like I said, that's actually, it's important that it doesn't happen often, actually. They'll, if I, if they go, Joey, will you go to In-N-Out and get us food? I'll, and I do it, right? I'll be I'll go, okay, what do you guys want? They get so angry. My parents get so angry. They're like, well, what do we always get? You know what we always get whenever we go to In-N-Out. And I go, six weeks ago? Like, I don't, I, like what do you mean? I, like, like, I always get a protein style, double, double. And you're like, okay, I didn't know that, right? <clears throat> Mike Lawson, for 13 weeks almost, I have been doing every fucking Friday this Fakakta, uh RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Every single time I tell them in the morning, and even with catching up like this, they'll probably call right now, even though they're at church. And they're like, oh, we don't know your schedule, right? Anyway. So Friday, I tell them at breakfast, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing um, RuPaul's Drag Race recap. And my mom's like, okay, fine, whatever, right? Yeah. So, and it's about, you know, two hours, I would say. My mom goes, I'm just going to clean while you're doing RuPaul. <laughs> I'm all, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine, right? It's fine, right? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Now, I already sent the Mike Lawson this audio, so I'm playing it for you guys. I'm going to play you guys a couple of clips from RuPaul's okay. Drag Race. My mom decided right then... At that moment, this is the perfect time now to uh, violently clean the wrought iron uh, stairway rail. Uh, this is the of- audio of you paying rent. <laughs> yeah, this is the audio of me paying rent. This is my rent. Here we go. Well, this was where Todrick started to show his true colors. Um, yeah. But it wasn't as bad as it had been. Wait. Could you hold on what for a second? That? I don't know. <laughs> Even though I don't, I don't have the talking points in front of me, so uh, um, I don't know how to do it. But uh, let me see here. But just in case, you never know. Hold on for a second. What the hell is going on, <laughs> Joey? And I told her, "Listen, what are you doing?" She goes, "Huh? Well, I guess I can't do anything." But I'm like, "You can do whatever you want." Like literally, the way the microphone is set up, she's literally Mike. Maybe 10 feet from me, banging on a piece of wrought iron. Yeah, the microphone is going to pick that up. <laughs> Just please, right in front of the door, don't, right? So that's that Friday, right? Yeah. So then I do the pit crew later, and uh, and then she, you know, when I leave the pit crew, she goes, she goes we went to dinner, um, and actually, it's, I love when they go to dinner at this restaurant. What's wrong with my throat? Maybe I shouldn't be drinking hot chocolate as I do the show, because now I'm, like, all phlegmy. <clears throat> she goes... Uh, we there's this Mexican restaurant that's halfway, and it's usually very trafficy. So I love when they go there. At what right after pit crew, they usually go on Friday nights. So I met them there, right? And they must have been a couple margaritas deep or something because my mom started telling me. Well, first of all, she says, "You know, your father and I were talking, and we think it's very good that you're so successful with this RuPaul's Drag Race. And what are you going to do if RuPaul stops the show?" And I go, oh well, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been slowly diversifying the shows. I want to have other shows that don't rely on another show and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Well, we were talking. We have an idea. <gasps> what? 
Oh, I yeah, for a second, for a millisecond, I thought they wanted to. They were pitching you a show of their own. Oh, 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 oh. that does <laughs> that does happen actually? Because they were like, let's say a few margaritas deep. But at first, they were like, they were like, uh, uh, what if you do that show? It's on. Um, it's the one where the famous people go and dance. And they're always dancing, and I go dancing with the stars. Yeah, you got. And I think they just think that's gay, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know any gay people who watch Dancing with the Stars. I know right? a couple, but they're all in their sixties. Yeah. And she, go, I go, oh, okay, right. And then I was sort of talking about, it and they go like, well, maybe you and I should do a show that to each other. And I go, guys, I'm being serious. I will pay you money to do a podcast. God, <laughs> that would be so good. My mom and dad doing a podcast. I don't think Patreon could handle the amount of support you would get. Yes, I know. That's why I go, I could pay them. And they're like, oh, and I go, no, I'm being serious. At the very least, you could buy them a few margaritas each week. Even if they did one special episode, I would pay them. Right. Where they just talked about, like, you should, I should have done this from the very beginning. My mom talking about Game of Thrones is the funniest (laughs) thing ever. She doesn't know the names of any of the characters. Joey, Joey. Yeah. I got look like you could cook them dinner once a week, set up microphones. Well, yeah. like, nobody wants to hear them eat though. Yeah, but like you could, you know, pay them in a way that would actually be like support the project too. Like get them a dinner, get them like all buttered up and good, and then yeah, I don't really them- would want cash, but I bet if I bought like a gift card to like yeah. um, a nice restaurant that they like, yeah, you know, I think they would totally do it. Let's um, do it. <clears throat> I think we should. I think. They were they were being funny, like, and I go because like, maybe do people? Like, but they were making the joke that why would anybody want to hear me? That if, they, if people are listening to me, that they should that they should do a podcast, yeah. And they because they don't understand how much people would love if they did a podcast. Right? I think the trick would be though, you would almost have to not allow them to understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. You it, know, to keep mm-hmm. if you wanted to do more than one, yeah. they couldn't kind of be in on the joke. They would yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah, but you would. Want, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't want to be manipulative either. No, no, I no. I would want to be no, no. But not only that, I would want them to be just them talking, and then get enough. Like they were fighting. Okay, they both broke down in tears telling me about the the finale of uh, Big Bang Theory, <laughs> and they were like, because then they started tying it into Young Sheldon, and uh-huh. they were like, okay, can I be honest with you guys? And I feel yeah. really bad about this. I'm going to tell you guys something, and I don't have it ready right now, so I can't do it. I actually recorded the conversation at the restaurant. Okay. But but I feel bad playing it because they don't know I was recording them. Right, 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 right. But I have them doing the recap of the finale of Big Bang Theory and tying it in with – I guess Young Sheldon that week tied in with the finale of Big Bang Theory. <sighs> I think you're sitting on a gold mine. I worry though, like I it, you do walk re- with such a project you walk really close to the line of like I don't know, like making fun of them, exploiting them. Or, you like allow them to make f- fun of the world and like mm-hmm. their perspectives will be funny and all that, but like I think you could do something really good with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but they broke down in tears at the restaurant talking about the show. And then they showed them a children. And you see all the other Big Bang Daily children. And it's uh, this Penny. And, uh, and my mom's like, it's just, you know, you know, he just wanted to win the Nobel Prize. And then the old man. Uh, oh, oh, the best part is I might have to pull this part. 
And I have it on. I was so when he said this, he goes like, "You know, the young Sheldon has the man from the the princess's bride. Uh, the princess's bride. You know, the guy who's like, uh, uh, he had he tries to. And I I play dumb. I want uh-huh. I, I wanted to get into describing Princess Bride. I go who? He goes, you know, the one where like he's trying to poison the other guy and he switches the cups. And I go. I don't know who you're talking about. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, you know, the one he's always saying, that's incredible. And I go, <laughs> and I go, oh, I, I don't know. He goes, anyway, he's on Young Sheldon. And then he says, he wants to win the Nobel Prize. And then he says, I know I'll never win the Nobel Prize, but I want Sheldon to win the Nobel Prize. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Oh my god! They were they were both. They had a couple of margaritas. They were all super emotional. Oh my god! Anyway, that's not even the, that's not even the by point of the story. So then we go home, right? There are a couple of margaritas deep, <clears throat> and I'm upstairs reading scary comic books, you know, in the mm-hmm. dark because I'm 12 years old. And um, all of a sudden, I hear them talking to each other really loudly, right? And <clears throat> I'm like, whatever. Maybe they're arguing about the latest episode of uh, Hawaii Five O <laughs> or whatever they're watching, right? Yeah. And then my mom goes, Joey, Joey, come downstairs, please come downstairs. And I go, oh, God, what's going on? So I go downstairs and she goes, oh, uh, and I go, like, <laughs> I go, is everything okay? No, no, nothing. Oh, hurry up. I'm like, because I'm not hearing my dad. So I'm like, did my dad have a heart attack and die? So I rush downstairs. My dad is calmly playing on his iPad, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, what's going on? Joey, look, look, look. And she has in her hand, like, a broken blue pill, okay. right? And I go, what's going on? She goes, I was eating ice cream, and this blue pill was in there, and I and I, I bit on it. I didn't know because I ate the ice cream, and I bit on it, and then I felt it break, and then I felt a liquid go down my throat, and it, the smoke came out, and I felt burning. And I go, smoke what? came out? Yes, smoke came out of my mouth, and I felt burning. I think she thinks everything's like Snow White and the Seven Doors or something. So then... Yeah. I go, that's, I go, well, and now, look, no, no, that's, that is a serious story. You know, my, I think it's yeah. actually odd that my dad was just so not caring, right? Yeah. So I say, Dad, can you look up poison control? And he's like, do, 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 do. I'm looking at this pill. It is a blue pill. It's like sharp plastic, kind of, and it's broken. And I go, what's the number to poison control? He's like, what? I go, what's the number to poison control? Are you not being serious, John? Are you? I go, if mom said there was a blue pill in her ice cream and yeah, we're going to call poison control. And he goes, and as he's looking it up, she goes, wait, here's another one in the ice cream. It's all over the ice cream. And by the way, there's a mystery to the story. I still don't know the answer to. She gives me the other pill. It's a full pill, but you know, all pills have those, um, numbers on it, the labels. Uh huh. And, um, I look at it and it says IB 200. I already know what it is, but just to be sure I go on Google, Mike, listen, it's 200 milligrams of ibuprofen. What? Yeah. And not only that, it's exactly the ones we keep in the house from Costco. It's the okay, Costco yeah, yeah. ibuprofen. You Starting know? to understand, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Somehow it must have just somehow yeah. spilled in there or something. This is the know. lady who lost a cake in the trunk yes, of Yes, exactly. Right? That's why I'm like, it, it, there's, and also she's, she's saying that she was putting all these walnuts in there too. There's a million re- oh things that could have happened. <laughs> and so... She's going to kill herself one day, but... Yeah. Well, that's why I told my brother, it's like, you know, it was, it was generally, al- it was genuinely alarming uh, yeah. at first because you're like, there was a pill and you don't know what's going to happen. The fact that my dad does that whenever my, there's an emergency, he shuts down. And he'll, yeah. he'll just go in. I mean, literally complete, utter denial. <laughs> he chose the right career choice then. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
complete utter denial that there's anything going on. Yeah. So he pretends like nothing. Like, like if I pretend nothing's going on, then there's no emergency. Like and next so, time she's <clears> gonna <throat> top her ice cream with like Drano or something. Yeah, and like, mm, whatever, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, it, it, anyway. So, so that, you don't know how they got in, though. I don't know how they got in, but it was just ibuprofen. And, and then, of course, twenty minutes later, I hear them laughing and chuckling away. Yeah. away and I'm like, okay. I wish you had cameras in your kitchen. <laughs> like you, yeah, that'd be great. And then we would have a record yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. It. I never know what story's gonna like ignite the flames of friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Man, have a lot of people contacted me about the cameras in the kitchen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Basically, everyone's like, "Calm down." They're just trying to like capture if some thieves come into the house or something. That's the general consensus. But mm-hmm. like, man, do people have really strong feelings about my concern about being recorded in my own kitchen? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Anyway, we have a very engaged audience. We do, we do. Um, well, I'm glad your mom didn't die mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, this time, huh? Um, I, Joey, I have a. Oh wait, do we do news yet? Where are we? From, From the, the mountains sea. to the sea to, to all of California. Land. This is the <laughs> Catching Up News Report. Joey, seventy-five dollars for coffee. Yes, it's a thing, or we what? should say it was a thing. A tasting of the exclusive Alita Geisha Natural 803 was held over the weekend at Clatch's Coffee in San Francisco. Those who handed over the dollars, $75 to be exact, were treated to a hand-poured cup of the award-winning coffee. Um, It's about $803 a pound for this like special bean from Panama. Mm-hmm. Would you spend $75 on this experience, Joey? No. I they, get mad because uh, this intelligentsia by this office I used to work at, they charged the six dollars for a cup of coffee. And I would get mad. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm not. I'm so far from coffee snob. I drink, you know, Folgers, or if there's a cheaper one, I'll drink that. I'll be honest really, with you. I'll be honest yeah. with you. This, uh, I, uh, whenever I need to be caffeinated, I just do the sugar-free iced coffee from McDonald's for two dollars. McDonald's coffee is not awful though. No, it's not. Um, this special bean has, there's only a hundred pounds of it in the whole world, mm-hmm. which makes it super rare too. I don't get it. I don't really understand what's, I mean, I don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw this, uh, uh, article. I don't have it in front of me, but this waiter accidentally picked the wrong bottle of wine and he served a couple at a restaurant, a $5,000 bottle of wine by mistake. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh-huh. Isn't that so? But that makes me think, like, why the fuck is a bottle of wine $5,000? Like, there's no liquid that I would drink that I feel would be worth that. Let me tell you this. I think I've told this story on the show before. But years and years, and, yeah, years and years and years ago, Mercedes and I befriended a guy who worked – uh, for a high, like an auction house, but he only dealt. They auctioned off wine. Okay, well, they, okay. they auctioned off different things. I'll tell you, but he didn't work anymore. It was Butterfield and Butterfields, right? Okay. And they had a wine department. He was the head of their wine department. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, he once told me because we were Mercedes and I were like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know anything about wine, right? And uh, he goes, you know what? I'll invite you to a wine party. He goes, you. He goes. It, it, now people will bring very fancy bottles of wine. He's all, but I will tell you guys before you go. 
each of you bring a bottle of wine, and I'll tell you what bottle of wine to buy. It'll be more. It'll be a lot cheaper than what they're bringing, right? I'm like, oh, great. So one of those wine parties happened, and he invited us. And we're like, literally, we're dressed up. We're about to go. We're like, okay, what kind of wine do we buy? He goes, buy these wines. You know, here they are. And we go to get them. Mike Lesson, this is the cheap wine? They were $150 each? Yikes. And we're like, nah, we're okay. And we went and did something else. Yeah. And, but that was the cheap you, wine. Like, that it's going to be a cheap wine, but it's still $150. Yeah, but you know, when you live in that world, I think you just think like, oh, it's cheap, $150. Yeah. You know, but they, so I don't get yeah, it. They yeah. know what they're getting into. Yeah. Anyway, it's stupid. Anyway. But wait, so what was, do they say what's so special about the $75 coffee? No, it's just like flavor and rare, I guess. It's a bean from Panama. Is it one of those uh, ones where the bats shit it out? No, not even. It's just a, a literally a coffee bean from Panama that they can't get anymore. So there's only 100 pounds of it in the world. So you're going to pay for it. Oh. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, do you have a news story? You know, <clears throat> I had to struggle with this new story because it was like, it's not necessarily Los Angeles, but I actually had a number of people who sent me this story, right? But did you hear about this SAT uh, adversity score that they're going to be giving to colleges to show, you know? Yeah, I saw the headline, so feel free to enlighten me. I, you know, I kind of read the story. They're going to basically, when kids, <laughs> I, here's the deal is I'm so jaded now. It, it's probably important for me to know this because it is important to what I do. But yeah, it's one 100%. of these things where, like, I'm, I'll get to it, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not like, yeah. oh, my God, I need to be on the cutting edge of SAT admission. You know, like, our friend uh, Jen Mendel, that's what she works in, you know, or or Mike Craig. They, by the way, both listen to the show. They yeah. need to know this stuff right away, right? And I guess because of the nonprofit, I should, too. You I know, feel like your nonprofit should totally have an opinion on this. You guys could be like leaders in this space where yeah, 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 you, know, yeah. you, you should certainly care about, you know, and I do the, care, the I quality guess. of an, an I just, admissions. I and, just haven't read that much about it yet because I've just been like, meh, I'm going to read yeah. a scary comic book. Uh, what, 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 what did Blair St. Clair do this week over on RuPaul's Drag Race? I need <laughs> yeah. to read that immediately. I'm sorry. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy. I need to, I need to find out, you know, what uh, Dusty Ray Bottoms <laughs> Is up to. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, offhand, this is just one of those things. That, so everyone, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, now colleges are going to get something that's called an adversity score with a kid's score that shows where the kid is scoring compared to other kids with similar backgrounds, right? Uh, and it it shows what neighborhood they live in, their ethnic background, uh, what kind of school they go to, and it gives a, com- a a more complete picture. Now there are already a bunch of people who come out, and this is I guess why, and I guess this is where I'm so jaded. This is where my opinion kind of fluctuates. Is I've seen a lot of negative uh, op eds about this, but it's one of these things where like at least College Board is trying to do something. Like, yeah. there's, it's never going to be perfect. At least they're giving that. Look, before this, nothing existed, right? Now they're giving a more complete picture. But I've been seeing things like, well, it's not showing the casual racism that exists in school. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, okay, Einstein, can you come up with a, a way to. Because remember, a standardized test is a way to compare kids, you know, na- uh, with each other. So if yeah. you can come up with a way that factors in casual. I mean, it's just Joey, never going to be. You just wrote perfect. your own op ed. Like, that's. A solid 
something that I would read, and then I'd be like, what is this nonprofit? Man, maybe I should give them 20 bucks. Like, <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do this. Is, you need to get on this. This is not – I don't think that's something you should ignore. Oh, okay. Then I will. But it's just like at least College Board is doing something. And here's the thing too. Everyone should know this. Across the board, for the most part – College admissions counselors really want to find this information out about the kid. Like, for instance, at the University of California years ago, I'm surprised with how liberal California has gotten. They haven't reversed this. But years ago, <clears throat> they took out um, race for University of California. You don't see race at all if you're an admissions counselor, right? Mm-hmm. But these admissions counselors are so pro-affirmative action. They eliminate affirmative action from UC. Um, are so pro affirmative action, they on their own will try to read it. So that's why the essay is really important. Your name, yeah. you know, if your name is like Raul Gomez, and they go, okay, well, this is, you know, let's, let's deep dig deeper here. They, they can do it on their own personally, you know, they're not supposed to, but they do because they're trying to promote diversity on campuses. They want just as much as anybody. So this is a tool to help college admissions counselors. Nothing's ever going to be perfect, but at least they're trying, they're trying to move in the right direction. So I'll look, but I don't know that much into it. So I'll look more. I could have a completely different opinion next week. But uh, anyway, that's my opinion of the university score. Like it's better than nothing. Thank you. Cool. I think it's an opportunity for you to, you know, make some um, noise with the nonprofit. Thank you. You should. All right. Um, cool. Good story. I don't have a very much opinion because I don't know much about the story. And it sounds like you don't either. Yeah. I, I don't either. <laughs> and I know Jen Mandel and Mike Craig will write to me and, or call me and be like, you don't understand this. But then why would they? They just have rich kids who they, they're not affected by this either. I'm actually, of the three of us, I'm the one most affected. And I just like, well, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Well, they could be negatively affected, maybe. You know, it, it, the same thing has happened whenever the test changes, you know? People are like, oh, my God, have you seen this? And I'm like, meh. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm eventually going to have to deal with it. Why do I need to know right now? You know who was a suggested <clears throat> friend on Facebook, and I just scrolled through all his stuff? Who? And he's a man now, but he was a kid when we uh, uh, knew him, or when I knew him anyway, mm-hmm. was our old boss's son. Oh, Jordan Canerick? Well, don't say his name. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, he's like a man and yeah. like with a beard and I shit. Through his stuff, like I, huh? Yeah, with a, a beard, beard everything. everything. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cool. When I used to, um, when I used to do my impressions of Paul, I I used to call him Little Jordy, right? Yeah, and I'd be like, Little Jordy, what are you doing? And he'd be like, no, My name's not Jordy, it's Jordan. And he'd be like, Six, and now he's like a full on man, like working he's like pers- thirty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think he's older than 30. Is he really? He might be. That's gross. Um, Hey, I wanted to tell you, this is a really gross story. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, first of all, I've been really sick. Oh. since. So we recorded our episode last week. Yeah. And then I went to bed for like two days. Oh, my gosh. Literally, like after our episode, it just kind of hit me. Mm-hmm. Went to bed. Was like disgustingly sick all week. Mm-hmm. Um, finally feeling better kind of yesterday, still kind of coughing stuff up and everything. Ooh. But this happened to me when I, over the, uh, last week and I wanted to tell you about it, but I want you to acknowledge that you want me to tell you it's really gross. Are you sure you want to hear it? I don't give a shit. Look, you're bringing a story. I'm excited. Okay. I just wanted you to like verbally acknowledge so that you can't claim that you didn't mm-hmm. want to hear this. Sure. Fair enough. So inside my nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On my nostril here, 
I had like a a sore inside my nose and it hurt. It kind of felt like a pimple. Have you ever had one of this? Oh, you're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, whatever. And over a couple of days on the exterior of my nose, it started getting red. Mm -hmm. Like a pimple was growing there. And I was like, oh, that's so weird that something that kind of started inside my nose is now manifesting on the outside. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, to get things really gross, mm-hmm. it ended up becoming a pimple that I popped on the outside of my nose. Sure. And Joey, like a day later, it was still was like, hey, I'm not done getting popped over here. I mm-hmm. need more popping. So I popped more. Like one of your Asian Joey, boyfriends. Yeah, go ahead. When I popped the outside of my nose, there was like a little hair that I saw. Mm-hmm. With tweezers, I pulled out of the exterior of my nose. Mm-hmm. I pulled out a full-grown interior nose hair ew from the outside of my nose and so it how went, long would you say it was like fully grown maybe like the size of my the length of like my fingernail like oh long. wow that's long it even had like the root on it you know when you like pluck out a hair and there's a yeah. root mm-hmm. and i pulled it out from the outside isn't that so bizarre welcome to middle age mike lawson <laughs> and joey uh-huh. not only that when it happened, I'm like, there's a story for my podcast. Because oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's nothing else going on. But um, I wanted to tell you that. I also just was living in this, like, sickness. I've been, like, sleeping a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a lot going on from my normal boring life. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. extra boring. Yeah. Um, But I am getting, like, uh, weirdly uh, – I. I know you do the Pompadoro method oh, the or whatever Pompadoro. it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been using this one app that allows me to kind of like – it basically turns off everything on my phone mm-hmm. um, because I just struggle with like the slot machine of Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been getting a lot done and I'm almost – well, probably like this summer, I'll be publishing a second children's book for kids with diabetes. Sounds like you're getting a lot done. Now, first of all, Pomodoro method would, would require you to do that anyway. One, two. Right. I've actually moved, or maybe I've used Pomodoro in conjunction with the Getting Things Done. Have you have you read that yeah. cult book? Yeah. My my mine is mm, a little like looser, where I just like will turn things off for like a day, so I don't necessarily need like 20 minutes and then relief mm-hmm. or much like that. I just need to like turn it off until i go back to work on monday Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean that kind of thing yeah all right so cool what do you have any other stories what are where are we at in this show i sure do mike lawson now it's time for mike and joe on the aisle this week in fact yesterday joe and john paul went to go see the uh the Musical, I didn't say hit musical. Falsettos. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> I was playing at the Amundsen. Um, did you what actually, did you think of it? You did you stay for the whole thing? Stay for the whole thing. Okay. Did you <laughs> did you watch it when it was in your neck of the woods? No, I saw the um Christian whatever his name is and Andrew Reynolds version. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So God, it's rough, right? Well, okay, so I have a lot of thoughts here. Yeah. Well, first of all, so of course, because uh, Uncle Walt, as Evil John calls him, uh, paid for these tickets. They were phenomenal tickets. You know? Well, Good. first of all, phenomenal tickets, but F. John Paul, it was fifth row center, 
right? But at the Amundsen, it's like those really long rows. So you're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So we, but we plop ourselves down right in the middle, right? Then this old couple sits right next to us, right? And I guess straight or gay? Straight. Okay. Lady, old lady, and an old man. Yeah. By the way, for the purpose of this story, not super old. I would say probably late fifties. Okay. Okay. And. They sit next to us, and the woman has a giant purse and a thing she bought. She puts it in front of her, right? Yeah. And they're sitting there minding their own fucking business. Who cares, right? I'm talking to John Paul. Well, from the other direction from where they came. Now, I don't know why this lady was doing this. Another lady comes walking down the aisle doing the, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You know, and I stand up and let her pass. Well, when she tries to walk back the, by the old woman, I guess she stepped on her toe. So, okay, right. This woman freaked out, like, like, ah, my toe, ah, and the woman's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and she's like, well, who, well, why are you walking? You know, I'm all like, she's walking down an aisle, like, like, and then, and then, yeah. and then, she, and then move she, your sensitive toes, yeah, move your sensitive toes. And also, like, then the woman's like, very like, ups, the woman whose toe was stepped on gets like, starts moving all her shit in front of her in the aisle and stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this lady's already a nightmare. Like, huh. and then the woman walks by her, and then she's just like, like complaining about her toe. Like, I guess I'll be. And the husband's like, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, I guess I'll just. I, I need to put ice on this. But the show's about to start. And he's like, should I, should I go? No, 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 don't go get ice. I just, I don't know what I'm. I don't, I don't know if I can walk after this. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to walk. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. And John Paul and I are looking at each other like this. <laughs> woman needs it. And if your toe is so sensitive, don't wear open-toed shoes. You know. Yeah. Or go out in public. <laughs> yeah, or go out in public. And also, why do you have all this crap in front of you on this theater? Like, right. the, uh, I, I can't with her, right? So then, now let's get to the show. Okay. Yeah. John Paul had also, John Paul seen the Andrew Randall's version on Broadway. And he was like, uh, I, I was saying that I was dreading this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the and first goes, half is pretty rough. He goes, the first half is not so good. He goes, it's, the second half is a lot better. Yeah. And I had to completely this- agree with the assessment. I'm not even quite sure I follow the first half. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like a Jewish song? What the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, and does it really make a... How about the one where they're singing March of the Falsettos? I don't March know what of the has, Falsettos, yeah. What yes. that has to do with the rest of the story? I don't even know what the story is. I mean, guys, I'm going to tell you the story from what I gather. I think I, I got the big beats here. Um, a guy leaves his wife uh, for a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, maybe lives with her. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, guy leaves his wife for a, um, another man, and then the wife goes to see his psychiatrist. That's never explained why she does that. Yeah, and, like there's only one fucking psychiatrist yeah. in New York. And why would why would you go see your <laughs> husband who just left? Why would you go see his psychiatrist? Right. Yeah. And then um, the kids involved. They're all worried about the kid. And then at the end, the guy breaks up with his boyfriend. The end. Right. And isn't the kid's name like Wizards? Wiz- no, 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 no. The boy that the guy, the young guy that the husband is dating is Wizard. The little boy oh. is named Jason. But, oh, 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 but, but what's funny is so everyone. And they know, never wait. They never describe why his name is Wizard, though. No, that's never, never, never comes up. It's his name's just Wizard. Now, here's the thing: everyone should know is you're thinking. Well, this is just part of the show. No, these were originally two separate plays. That they yeah. mushed together to make one musical. So that means in 1970-something or whenever they wrote that one, that was the play. The play was yeah. that this nonsensical... And it was, and I guess it was such a hit that they were like, we got to do a second one, right? 
What's weird is the show does have a following. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's maybe like, um, I don't know. It, it was the AIDS quilt in the lobby. Oh, you know, I don't know. I didn't. Maybe there was. I didn't. We I feel like they, there is a uh, an actual following, mm-hmm. and it it <sighs> it just doesn't speak to you and I. And that you know, what's wrong with that? I mean, there's plenty of shows that you and I love that we could identify people that don't understand. Well, too. here's the deal: the second half is much stronger. So the second play, what do you think was called Falsetto Land? Falsetto Land, I think, is much stronger than the first half. Much, much, much stronger. Yeah. There's a story you can follow. Uh, the songs are better. There's no real weirdness. Yeah. They bring the these- women aren't <laughs> just there for like. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they the first in- half, the women are just like bizarrely like one dimensional and shrill. But in the second yeah. half, they bring in these lesbians who are more complete people, and yeah. um, and. And that, that act is better. And, and so that one's about the little boy's going to do his bar mitzvah and Wizard gets AIDS, right? And then Wizard dies. And I'm, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. So the reason I bring that up is so when the way you first see that Wizard is sick is they're playing racquetball. He and his boyfriend are playing racquetball. Oh, they get back together, by the way. And um, they're playing racquetball and he starts to stumble. Well, toe lady next to me leaves in her husband and he falls because he falls she goes i think that was for real <laughs> like, oh, what? and now mike lawson's laughing because he and i had a similar experience when we went to go see capote yeah with uh, uh philip seymour hoffman and chicago well with capote there isn't a single scene where he's not holding a drink <laughs> yes, not yes. one single scene scene uh-huh. where he doesn't have some sort of liquor in his hand. Mm-hmm. He dies because his liver explodes, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And then they like have at the end of the movie those like, you know, this happened to that person because they're all real people. This happened yeah. to that person, whatever. And she leans over to whoever the lady behind us leans over and she's like, "Huh, he must have been a drinker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then in Chicago at the end, uh, at the I think right when the credits start to roll after it ends, a lady said to her friend, "Go ahead." That show business. <laughs> that was to our left. And then to our right, someone was like, no business like show business. <laughs> okay. So anyway. And then Joe leaned over and he's like, cliche, cliche, cliche. Oh, I did? <laughs> no, I don't oh. know. <laughs> so then, um, yeah. So, but I'm going to tell you something. So anyway, so Wizard dies. Now, this is what I was, I was talking about earlier in the show. I cried like a fucking baby. Oh, good. In that second half. Because I really related it to it, especially in so many ways, with, like, especially at the end. So at the end, Wizards and the, so they decide to have the bar, because the whole thing about the bar mitzvah, the kid decides to have the bar mitzvah in the hospital room where Wizard is, because right, he wants right. Wizard there. And then they wheel Wizard out, and then next, you know, they, uh, the, the, the main guy, the, the lead, Sings a song and then Wizard in a beautiful suit comes out and they sing a song together. Which any thinking person would be like, "Oh, Wizard died." You yeah. know, this is him in in the afterlife. <laughs> the lady leans over and she goes, "Did he die?" <laughs> right. Meanwhile, we've just seen him in like a Philadelphia style skin cap and like, oh, yes. like dying. And then like the next thing comes out the, the way he did in the beginning of the show. She's right. Like, did he die? So anyway, she's focused on her toe. She's, she don't she, know. Yeah, she's thinking about her toe. She's going to be able to walk again. So then. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about believe it or not, Jonathan 
you know? Jonathan, like, how I... Because the song that the, that Marvin sings at the end to Wizard, it about he calls him his friend. He doesn't say, you're my lover. He's like, my friend. And I, and I think about how, like... So when I say my friend Jonathan died, yeah, he's still living and breathing and walking around Washington, D.C., but that guy that I knew is gone. Sure. He's dead. I get that. Yeah. So... But, but you had this emotional kind of experience. So, what's your kind of final critique of the play then, like, or the show? The second half, I do think the second half's pretty solid, right? Okay. I, if they if they did a, if they, if somebody wisely only did the second half, I would totally go see it again, right? This song, but like, could, what? Yeah, I mean, what kind of shit do you have to put people through? Like, I would know. you suggest a friend go see this then? No, no, or? no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, yeah. the response from everyone I know that saw it when it was here was not great as well. And by the way, here, too, I, don't, I mean, the cast is fine, but, you know, in the first half of the show, there's a song called uh, Breaking Down, which, you know, uh, over I, I did see the show over 20 years ago at UCI, and a guy did it for his graduate thesis at UCI and um, in the musical theater department, and... At the time, What's, the LA Times. Well, I wonder what he's doing now. I know. I should, I should find out. <laughs> the LA Times. I should let me look it up. I'm going to the LA Times. Has it. I'll look it up after the show. We'll do it after breakfast. Okay. But um, the LA Times said it was better than the original Broadway production, right? Oh wow! And it was. It was really good. And when the actress did in that one did Breaking Down, I like it brought the house down. You know, in this one, everyone was like. And sure. part of me thinks that's the fault of the cast. It is a very good song to like really you're like, it's the one good song in the first half. You think people would be like, Oh my god, finally a song that's funny and good. How um, many people returned after intermission? There were there were missing seats. There were missing seats. Yeah. You were, you were right. There were like because yeah. I was only so the problem is I was so upfront that I can only see immediately around me, but there were missing there were some missing seats. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure. Um and also it was not that full when like there was like half the row behind us was was uh was empty. <laughs> So all right, so yeah. falsettos on tour coming yeah. to a city near you. Yeah. So then after yeah. that, after that, I'm gonna, wait. Let me do this thing to get out of this. So after that, uh, John uh, John Paul and I went over to the Abbey to get some food and drink. You know. Yeah. And a couple, a couple of friends of mine showed up because my friend Joey was in, not Joey Boohacker, Joey Spitz, right, was in town, uh, and so he wanted to stop by and get a drink, and so he and his friends stopped by, and then we walked. The music was so loud at the Abbey, we couldn't have a conversation, right? So, get off my lawn. No, 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 Mike. It was these guys are young, and they were like, we can't hear, right? I mean, it was like definitely loud. So we went to Salt and Straw, the ice cream place. Oh, uh huh. As we're leaving, Joey's walking out, and uh, I, I, I don't know. This is so weird. This moment was so weird. I can't really describe it accurately. But a gay guy, I'm assuming he's gay, he was walking to the Abbey, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, it was so weird, goes up to Joey and, like, maybe mildly shoves him in the shoulders and goes, like, Ta-da! Or something like that, right? Okay. And But touches him. Touches him. And so Joey, just out of instinct, I have to be honest with you, hold on here for a second. Okay, Like Before it happened I, in a second. Happened not even a split second. Sl- not slugs him, but like punches him and shoves him really hard, right? Okay. 
to the point where we're like, what the fuck just happened, right? And he, yeah. and even he is surprised. He goes, I don't know. I don't know what just happened. And yeah. I, have you ever seen those reaction videos where people like the the, the statue that like will yeah. scare yeah, 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 the yeah. person punches them out of? I think that was Joey's reaction. In fact, Joey said, you know, I've lived I lived in New York for twelve years, and I think maybe just from being in New York for twelve years, I'm just so used to being on edge from people walking by me. He goes, I don't. He was just as shook that that happened as we were, right? Yeah. He didn't hurt the guy, did no, he? No, 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 no. It was like um It was just a scuffle. No, not even a scuffle. Just like a like like get away from me. Like a shove. Okay. Right? Was yeah, was this gay guy drunk? I don't know what his story. It was so fast. It was so fast that I couldn't tell you anything about even what he looked like. He was like a blonde, that's all I remember, right? Okay. And um and he was even like taken aback by it. That was so, 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 so weird, right? And then we dropped them off. And then John Paul and I went to MedMen. What's that? A it, dispensary? It's a marijuana dispensary, right? Okay. okay. And uh, John Paul, I don't know what he was getting, right? Um, a friend of the show, Adam Vaught, told me about these uh, mints. That I am such a, a lightweight when it comes to like such a lightweight. Mm-hmm. So he told me his friend takes these mints that are only two and a half milligrams each. Okay. So I want my mom, I'll try those. So I go to this medman and they go, Do you need any? It's like like the Apple store, but on weed. And so I walk in and the woman goes, Do you need help? I go, Yeah, actually, I don't really know that much about this place. And so she goes, Oh, you know, Justin will help you or something, right? And it's this like guy in his 20s, like, What's up, man? Can I help you? Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. And I'm all like, So I'm having trouble sleeping and I want something that keeps me asleep. And blah, blah, blah. He goes, like, all right. Uh, and so he showed me the little mints. I bought the little mints. I don't know if I'll ever use them. You know? You should try. I'm going to try. I'll try tonight, maybe. And, uh, yeah. So And then we went, John Paul and I went uh, back to his place, and I peed, and I went to my car. Oh! So. Oh! Yeah. So we parked at the theater, and then we just drove around in John Paul's car afterwards so he drops me off at, my, at, at, at the theater to go to my car but i don't remember where my car is in the parking structure and i don't even know how to get down there <laughs> too many mints <laughs> i know too many mints and so i finally eventually found it but uh you could you know it, we went though here's what's so weird and maybe you're used to this is you know before a show starts and after a show a theater is just a hubbub of excitement right right yeah, yeah but yeah. when the respective shows are on it's dead like mm-hmm. nothing so I was walking around by my car, and there'd be like a woman walking by, and I, you could tell she was frightened seeing me trying to find my car and like scuffling, you know, to like get to her car thinking like I'm going to rape her in this garage. Meanwhile, I'm just looking for my car. Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's my story. Um, hey, Joey, do you have anything happening this week? So today I'm supposed to go to my cousin's son's 16th birthday party, right? Mm. I don't know that why. Fun. I know. Food. That's what I think when I think. It, it, it is food. It's food. It's, a, it's actually, they're making pozole and it's a rainy day. That's mm, so a perfect day for pozole. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then um, after that, I'm going to go see our friend Joe, you know, who's in Los Angeles oh, yeah. for medical reasons, right? And then after that, I'm going f- to meet John Paul after, and we're going to go to this, the bar downstairs in his apartment building. They do a Game of Thrones watch party. And so we're going to oh, watch Game it's of Thrones. The finale tonight. Yeah, what's great? This is what's great about living on the West Coast, is you get these things early. So we're gonna at six p.m. and this bar. I'm gonna watch the finale of Game of Thrones. 
with a bunch cool. of people, and then we can go home, and I'll be asleep by nine or ten with my mints. So, and then Perfect. this other part, I can't think of anything else going on this week. Drew Paul's Drag Race, the end. What about you? Um, I'm gonna go draw pictures of my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and seriously what I'm focused on right now is just kind of getting that out. Mm-hmm. Um, boring. N- nothing else. <laughs> so, um, right. well, the end. Okay. Well, it was nice catching up with it, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash CU Podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) ¶¶